Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Home is not traveling Nothing of the things prevent him to fast it says that this is six qualities that it have to be in the person to be obligated to fast. As for the kafir, there is no fasting on him. Neither he is required to do any form of ibadah like salah or zakah. And when we say it's not obligated on the kafir to do it, Because he is not supposed to do anything while he is in a state of kufr, and even if he do it, is not going to be accepted. So person have to be Muslim for his deed to be accepted. And if this person later on is accepted Islam, he took shahada, he became a Muslim, is not required from him to make up the years that he didn't fast before he became a Muslim. That because the deed of the disbeliever is not accepted. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in his book, وَمَا مَنَعَهُمْ أَن تُقْبَلَ مِنْهُمْ نَفَقَاتُهُمْ إِلَّا أَنَّهُمْ كَفَرُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Nothing had stopped for their charity to be accepted from them except that they deny Allah or they disbelieve in Allah and His Messenger. So this verse is telling us if a person is not a Muslim, whatever he spend is not accepted. Why? Because he, is, he or she is a disbeliever. And also we are not required the disbeliever after he became a believer to make up for what he missed. Why? Because Allah is saying in the Quran, قُلْ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِنْ يَنْتَهُوا يُغْفَرْ لَهُمْ مَا قَدْ سَلَفْ Say, O Muhammad, وسلم, to, the, to the disbelievers, if they see the kuf, if they stop acting in kuf, Allah will forgive for them what they did before. A person who died in kufr, he will be punished for all the obligations that he didn't do it. As Allah stated in Al-Quran concerning the believers Ashab al-Yameen they question each other about the criminals they said as it came in the Quran مَا سَلَكَكُمْ فِي سَقَرِ قَالُوا لَمْ نَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُصَلِّينَ وَلَمْ نَكُمْ نُطْعِمُ الْمُسْكِينَ 
وكنا نخوض مع الخائدين وكنا نكذب بيوم الدين حتى أتانا اليقين so أصحاب اليمين those people of the right hand that means the believers who are in Jannah they ask in the disbelievers they say what caused you to go to Sakar and Sakar is another, another name for hellfire what caused you to go to hell they said we did not use to perform the prayer neither we used to feed the poor and we used to involve with those who doing wrong things and we used to deny the day of judgment and we continue in such manner and behavior until death had come to us so here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows that neglecting the prayer and not feeding the poor was a cause of entering hellfire so this was part of what caused them to enter hellfire is not this only the kafir will be punished for enjoying Allah's blessings while he disbelieving in Allah as example Allah says in Quran لَيْسَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ جُنَاحٌ فِيمَا طَعِمُوا إِذَا مَتَّقَوْا وَآمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ ثُمَّ اتَّقَوْا وَآمَنُوا ثُمَّ اتَّقَوْا وَأَحْسَنُوا وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ No blame upon those who believe and do righteous deeds concerning what they eating as long they fear Allah and they believe in Him and do righteous deeds. And after this belief Allah in Allah, and in addition to believing in Allah and doing righteous deeds, they have more taqwa of Allah and excellent, excellent work. And Allah loves those who perfect their deeds. So from this verse that Allah negate the blame upon the believers concerning what they eat. That means those who disbelieve when they eat and they are not believing in Allah, they are going to be blamed for the food they ate and the water and the things they drank from Allah's blessings while they deny Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and disbelieving in Him. As for the second condition required for the person to make the fasting is the mind. That means a person has to be in a sound mind. He able, he or she able, capable and able to distinguish between things, to know right and wrong, day and night, things like this. The only thing required from him if he is not found in mind only one obligation which is the zakat because if the person is not found in mind but he possess money the zakat have to be given out of this money every year for the third condition is to reach the age of puberty age of puberty can determine 
determined by one of the three things. Number one, that if he or she reach 15 years old, or growing hair on the private part, rough hair, especially on the around the private area in the front. Number three, seen a wet dream or ability to ejaculate. In addition to this, for the female, if the menses come to her, that means she is already in age of puberty. So if any of these things happen before age of 15, he or she had reached the age of puberty. But if any of these things did not happen and the person reached age of 15, they became mukallaf, obligated to do all obligations. But if a person, as example, male or female, they have the pubic area, that means the hair grows there and did not reach age of 15, they already now in age of puberty. If a person didn't reach the age of puberty with all this quality that we just mentioned, he or she is not obligated to fast, but it is required from their parents or their guardian to train them and order them to fast, so they can get used to this. The Sahaba, may Allah be pleased with them, they used to train their children, the little ones, and if they cry due to hunger, starvation, they will give them toys to play with it. So, until sunset, and after this, they break the fast. Number four, a person to be able to fast and require to fast, that he be capable to fast. If he could not, so it has to be one of two reasons that this reason is going to be for good, as example, the old person. The old person who are not expecting him to get younger, or a, per a person who have a permanent disease, so there's no hope for him or her to get well. So this person, they feed for every day a poor person. For every day they break the fast, they feed a poor person. Or he can invite 30 people one time and feed them a dinner as a dumpling. This will be sufficient for the whole month. There is other condition that the handicap position is temporary. That means a person is sick, but they expecting him to get well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He made a succession for this person, or exemption for this person, 
that to break the fast and make it later. As Allah said, وَمَنْ كَانَ مَرِيضًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَعِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَامٍ أُخَرٍ Whosoever is sick or in a journey, he make it up for other days. The fifth condition for a person to be obligated to do the fasting, that a person, he is home, i.e. he is not a traveler. When we say that he is home, that means he is not a traveler. Because you can be in your city, in your town, but you are not home. So, but what we say, that he's home, that means he is not a traveler person. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made exception for the traveler, that he make it up later on after Ramadan, when he is not traveling. Allah said, وَمَنْ كَانُ مَرِيدًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ a person who is sick or in a journey, he will make up the days later on. What is better for the person to fast, unless that this will cause him a difficulty and hardship during his traveling, so it will be better for him to break his fast. Because Abu Darda, may Allah be pleased with him, he said, we travel with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam during Ramadan in a hot weather. None of us was fasting. Only the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Abdullah ibn Rawaha. For the person who faced hardship and difficulty, and during their traveling and they don't break their fast, this is not right. Because when the Sahaba complained to the Prophet ﷺ about the hardship during the traveling, so the Prophet ﷺ told them to break their fast. And later on, some of the Sahaba, they remained fasting. They told the Prophet ﷺ that some of them had fast. He said, أُولَٰئِكَ الْعُصَى أُولَٰئِكَ الْعُصَى Those are the disobedient ones. Those are the disobedient ones. Whenever the sick person gets healed from his sickness and the traveler comes back to his city or his home, now they are obligated to make up these days. A person is permitted to delay these days until almost the next Ramadan. Until, almost until the next Ramadan. So he have a whole year to make it. So if he break his fast, as example, for seven days, so he is permitted to stay until Sha'ban, and even after 15 days or 17 days, 18 days gone from Sha'ban, now he starts to observe the fasting to make it before Ramadan. As for the six conditions that make it obligatory upon the person to fast, that he have to be free from all obstacles 
Islamic obstacles which make him obligatory on him to fast. And this related mostly to the woman. As example, it is a condition for the woman when she fasts that she is free from the natural bleeding, i.e. menses, and after childbirth. If she have her menses, or she have blood after childbirth, she is not obligated, neither it will be accepted from her if she fasts. As the Prophet sallallahu said, Isn't that when she have her menses, she doesn't fast, neither she pray. So when the woman have her menses, she could not fast. And she will make up this later on after Ramadan. With the issue here, what about a woman that became or finished her menses in the end of the night? And she knows that her menses is over, but she doesn't stay fast that day. That because she thinks that if she did not take a shower, a ghusl first, that her fast is not accepted. This is not correct. Her fasting is acceptable without, without taking the ghusl. Okay? So if the woman, after Maghrib or after Aisha, after Aisha, her message is over, and now she went to sleep, she got up for Fajr, she ate his suhoor, and after this, she went to take her shower after the event, her fasting is good. Why? Because the shower has nothing to do with starting the fasting. The other case is that some women, they are fasting, and after sunset, after sunset, few minutes, she will get her menses, and even before, before she make maghrib. Some women, they think that this day is not count, because she didn't get to make her salah yet. And she doesn't count this as a fasting day. Also, this is not right. Because if the woman, if the sun sets, this is the end of the day. And this already has count, even if she didn't pray Maghrib due to her bleeding. Okay, let's look for another question now. Question number Question number 50 
سئل فضيلة الشيخ رحمه الله تعالى فتاة صغيرة حاضت وكانت تصوم أيام الحيض جهلا فماذا يجب عليها؟ The question is young girl her menses came up she used to fast during her menses out of ignorance What is the obligation? The Sheikh Rahmatullah answered by saying what the meaning is. This young girl is obligated to make up these days when she used to fast while she had her menses. That because fasting during the bleeding period is not accepted, is not accepted and is not accepted from here even if she doesn't know better so she have she have to make up these days question number 59 سئل فضيلة الشيخ رحمه الله تعالى إذا طهرت الحائط أو النفساء أثناء النهار هل يجب عليها الإمساك؟ If a woman her menses finish during the day or her bleeding finish during the day does she have to stop eating the rest of the day? The Sheikh Rahmatullah answered by saying, if the woman decay, her period or her bleeding is over during the day, as example by Asr time or Zuhri time, she is not obligated to stop eating or drinking. That because stop eating and drinking is not going to benefit her anything because she still have to make up this day. This is the school of Imam Malik and the Shafi'i and one of the narration of Imam Ahmad. And it's been reported from Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu أنه قال من أكل أول النهار فليأكل آخرة Whosoever ate in the beginning of the day, let him eat in the end. Which means, whosoever permissible for him or her to break their fast in the beginning of the day, they are allowed also to eat during and the latter part of the day. Question number 65 سئل فضيلة الشيخ رحمة الله تعالى عليه إذا طهرت الحائط قبل الفجر ولم تغتسل إلا بعد الفجر فما حكم صيامها If a woman became clean from her bleeding Her bleeding had stopped 
woman stopped bleeding before Fajr, and she didn't take a shower until after Fajr. What is the ruling about her fasting? The Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi said what the meaning is, if the Muslim woman, her bleeding stopped before Fajr, even one minute before Fajr, and she was sure that she is clean, and this is during Ramadan, it became obligation on her to fast. And this day will be acceptable from her, because she started her fasting while she is clean. Even if she didn't take a shower, until after Fajr. This is similar if a man have intercourse with his wife and he didn't take a shower, ghusl, or a person see a wet dream and he or she didn't take their shower until after Fajr. The fasting is correct. Question number 66. سئل فضيلة الشيخ رحمه الله تعالى عن الأعذار المبيحة للفطر. The Sheikh Rahmatullahi alayhi may Allah shower his soul with his mercy about the excuses which make break the fast permissible. The Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi answered by saying what the meaning is. The excuses that allow a Muslim to break his or her fast, illness and traveling as it came in the Quran. Also, from the excuse that will allow a woman to break her fast if she is pregnant and she have a fear on herself, she fear for herself or she fear for her baby. Also from the excuses that allow a person to break fast, if a mother breastfeeding and she fear for her baby. Also from the excuses for a person to break his or her fast, that you need to save some someone's life from death or drowning or destruction or whatever. As example, you see somebody drowning or somebody in a fire burning house, 
And you need to break your fast to be capable to save him. Now you are allowed to break your fast to save this life. Also, if the person has to break his fast to strengthen his ability in jihad fi sabilillah. All the things is give a, gives a permissibility, make it permissible for the person to break the fast. As example, the Prophet وسلم, said to the Sahaba, in the battle of Al-Fatih, Ghazwat Al-Fatih, indeed you be facing innakum mulaqul adui, إنكم ملاك العدو غدا والفطر أقوى لكم فافطروا Indeed you are facing your enemy tomorrow and breaking the fast will give you strength so break your fast this hadith in the collection of Imam Muslim so if there is a reason which you give Islamic excuse for the person to break the fast, he needs to break the fast. And he's not obligated to continue with the fasting. Neither is required after break his fast to keep fasting the rest of the day after he do whatever is need to be done. So as example, if a person breaks his fast to save somebody from drowning, after he saved him, and now the rest of the day he can eat and drink, although he already finished his mission. That's because when he breaks his fast, he breaks it for Islamic reasons. So he is not obligated to continue the fasting of that day. Therefore we say, the most authentic thing in this ruling, if a sick person been healed during the day, and he was breaking fast already, he is not obligated to stay away from eating and drinking the rest of the day. Also, if a person was in traveling, in a journey, he came back during the day. He reached home and still rest some hours during the day. And he already had break his fast because he's a traveler. He is not obligated to remain or to hold fast from eating and drinking the rest of the day. This apply also to the woman who been clean from her menses during the day. She is not obligated to continue fasting the rest of the day. That because all these people has a reason, Islamic reason to break their fast. So this day for them is lawful for them to eat and drink. 
because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it lawful for them. They are not obligated to fast the rest of the day. Question number 67. Su'ila fadilatu shaykh rahmatullahi alayhi. رجل مريض مرضا لا يرجى برؤه ولا يستطيع الصوم فما الحكم افتونا جزاكم الله عنا وعن المسلمين كل خير The question is saying a man who is sick and is no hope for him to get healed from this sickness and he could not fast what is the ruling Guide us in this matter. May Allah reward you in our behalf and the behalf, behalf of the Muslims. The Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi answered by saying what the meaning is. A person who has a permanent illness, no hope to be removed or for him to be healed, is not obligated to fast. That because he could not. But he will make expiation to replace this fasting by feeding a poor person for every day. This is the person himself who is sick, is in sound mind and in the age of puberty. Feeding has two ways. One, that you make a dinner or a lunch, and you invite a number of poor people according to the number of the days that he breaks. As Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu used to do when he got older. The second way that you distribute barley or rice And he gave the mud, the amount of mud from rice or barley. And a mud, according the measurement of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, saw And the saw of the Prophet ﷺ is about 2 kilo and 40 gram. So as a result of this, a mud which you give for behalf of yourself for breaking the fast for every day will be nus kilo, half kilo and 10 grams. So it's about one pound, about, about one pound. I think two pounds make one kilo. You use kilo in your country, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like almost one pound rice. This would be that you pay in behalf of the days that you break. So he will feed a poor person this amount from rice or barley. And he should make with it something like a meat. 
or some vegetable to eat with the rice. Yeah. Question number 75 concerning an old man and he said he could not fast will be sufficient that we pay money in his behalf for the food can we send it to what they call it giving iftar to a mujahid the sheikh rahmatullah answer by saying what the meaning is we need to learn a rule here which is very important. This ruling, whatever Allah mentioned with the term food, it must be a food. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the psalm, in the fasting, وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ يُطِيقُونَهُ فِدْيَةٌ طَعَامُ Miskeen, those who could not fast, or they will fast with a lot of hardship, not to fast and to make a fidya, expiation, a food for a poor person. Also Allah said about the expiation of swearing, if a person swears and could not keep his oath, he said, فَكَفَّارَتُهُ إِطْعَامُ عَشَرَةِ مَسَاكِينَ مِنْ أَوْسَطِ مَا تُطْعِمُونَ أَهْلِيكُمْ أو كِسْوَتُهُمْ أو تَحْرِيرُ رَقَبًا The expiation of your oath that you feed a ten miskeen from what you, the middle cause that you feed yourself or your family. That means it's not cheap, not very expensive, all right? You don't to go buy, as example, uh, what you call uh, fish sandwich, neither you ask to go buy a meal for $30, okay? You take the middle course. Or that to dress 10 people gave them clothes or free a slave. So in this case here Allah talking about food and also the zakat, the cattle fit, which is the Prophet ﷺ made it obligation, sa'a min ta'am. Okay? Sa'a min ta'am. So all this is general statement talks about food or feeding is not permissible for you to give money instead of the food. As a result of this, 
this older person which obligation in him to feed instead of fasting is not going to be correct to give money in his behalf even if he gave ten times of what he's supposed to give as example he break his fast for the whole month, 30 days. And each day he, as an example, he has to feed a person, middle course, let's say, $7. So 7 times 30, this is 210. Is this correct? So the sheikh saying, if the man go and give $2,000, 2100 is not going to be accepted because he using a different methodology from Allah is telling us to give. Allah said give food. He didn't say give money. Okay? That's because you are deviating from the statement of Allah. This also applies to the fitrah, the zakah that he gave after Ramadan. Okay? If you give ten times equal this, it's not going to be equal to isa from barley or rice or whatever that you gave from the food. Because the Prophet ﷺ is saying, مَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلَ لَيْسَ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرُنَا فَهُوَ Whosoever act upon any deed with not accordance of our tradition is going to be rejected. So we say to this brother, whosoever could not fast due to his age, feed a poor person for every day you break your fast. Okay? Question number 76. Su'ila fadilatu al-shaykh, rahmatullahi alayh. I think we're going to stop after this question, uh, the shaykh or the student or whatever you call him. I think he starts coughing now. So this is the time. سؤال فضيلة الشيخ رحمة الله تعالى عليه يقول أمي تناولت دواءها بعد أذان الفجر في رمضان بوقت قصير وأنا قد نبهتها على أنها إذا شربت دواءها في هذا الوقت يكون عليها يوم 
the Sheikh Rahmatullah bin question. The question here is saying, my mother took a medicine after the event of Fajr in Ramadan with a short time. I had warned her that if she drink this medicine, in that time she will spoil that day. So what is the ruling? The Sheikh Rahmatullah said, if you, if the sick person take his medicine in Ramadan after Fajr is in, the siyam is this of this person is not correct because intentionally he or she had break their fast. In addition to this, they have to remain fasting for the rest of the day. Okay? If there is a difficulty and hardship to hold fasting the rest of the day due to the illness, it is the right of the person to break the fast because of the sickness, and he has to make up another day. That because in this case, intentionally, the person breaks the fast. It is not it is not permissible for a sick person to take a medicine during Ramadan while he or she is fasting, unless there is a necessity that means we be scared for the person if he did not take this medicine, he may die, or that this medicine were is the burden and the pain of the illness. Now in this case the person can break the fast due to the illness. Okay? And I wish that somebody is here because some people they believe that he can eat after Fajr for 20 minutes. Okay? Which is not correct. Question number 85. But it's not 60. <laughs> All right. Okay, we like to hear from you. Too. Ah, excuse me. What on bond is not good. Or not here. Okay, inshallah, final question, question number 85. Su'ila fadilatu shaykhi rahimahullahu ta'ala. Yujat fil mustashfa marid lahu sittat ashfur. Walam yusalli haithu la yastatiyah. Wa kathalika siyam. Ma huwa al-amal li adai al-salah wa al-sawm anhu. The shaykh rahmatullahi alayhi bin question. Concerning a sick person in the hospital for the last six months, he didn't pray because he could not, and also he could not fast. How we can make up 
this fasting and this prayer in his behalf. The Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi answered by saying, as for the prayer, I don't believe that there is any person could not perform the prayer. That because the Salah, you have to do it standing up. If you could not, you perform it sitting. If you could not, you can lay down in your side and make your Salah. And you can not down your head up and down, only moving your head up and down. If you could not, you open and close your eyes. SubhanAllah. If he could not even move his eyes, he will pray with his heart. SubhanAllah. I.e., he will say, Allahu Akbar, and after this he will say the Fatiha, after he make the opening dua, after this he would say Allahu Akbar, and intentionally he will intend to go to Ruku' down down. After this he would say Subhana Rabbi al Azim, after this he would say Sami Allahu liman hamida, and he intend as if he read him from Ruku' see, SubhanAllah. If the person in coma, or he fainted, or anything like this. In this case, he's not obligated to pray. As for the fasting, if he can fast, let him fast. If he could not, now he has to see, is this illness temporary, or forever? Does the doctor say that he can be well in a six months, in a year, whatever? If the doctor inform him this, he will wait until he gets well, and he make up this day. But if the doctor told him that this will be a permanent illness, now in this case he will feed a poor person for every day that he breaks the fast. And insha'Allah, we stop here for today. And jazakumullahu khayran for listening. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh, 11457 Saudi Arabia Phone 445-4900 Also 491-6065 Fax 497-0126 If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.